Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us on the Cindy Cochran Show. And this is uh, Monday, I mean Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's Tuesday, right? Um, and we're going to do a Ask Me Anything deal. So you guys can, uh, you're watching us on the Lone Star Community Radio Facebook page. You can ask us questions. Is that right, Mr. Richard? <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'll try to keep up with them, but yeah, I, that's right. I realized the last time we did this, I was trying to talk to you, and uh, every you kept asking the same. I'm like, no, like they're it's just just answer the question. Just answer the question. Don't ask anymore, and don't ask what who they are and what their name is. I just want to know uh, who's asking questions besides Dennis O'Connor, you know, because he uh, he he likes our show, but boy, did he send me a harsh email, not email, um, Instagram, uh, after we did the uh, uh, Hanging with the Haters. It was it was really harsh, and I'm probably going to read it, Dennis. You don't send me stuff like this. Yeah. This is mean. Well, that's Dennis, though. Huh? That's, yeah, and he... He's always, he, he's always offering construction, constructed criticism. He has many notes for me, always, <laughs> about... But... I just, I told him, you know, he, I think he said it on, on what he said to you about me shutting up, right? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. And he. Well, you did, you did do your stories again. Oh, right. But, that, that but I'm he, pretty sure the haters have already heard like three but times. But he asked me, he's the one that asked me. I should have said, oh, you know what the answer to that is. But he, um, he said. Three ifs. He put if, if, and I'm sure his volume of his ifs were going up. If you ever get him back on your show, before leaving your house, look in your mirror and tell yourself, I am about to interview a modern-day Mark Twain. Now, that was... I know he's brilliant. I, I, that's why I had him come on, because I wanted to talk about, you know, the, what he's been doing and his articles and stuff like that. But he kept asking me questions. He said, Cindy, I need to ask you something. And so, you know, I have to be polite and answer. But I always try to bring it back. I said, okay, now that's enough about me. And let's talk more about me, about uh, you. And so... Uh, it was difficult. That's why I ask them. They they have to come back because I know they didn't get enough of that out of them. But I I just felt I felt bad. So I told Dennis, thank you for the note, and um, I'm trying to do better. So on ask me anything. I don't have to worry about anybody but Richard. You saying anything? <laughs> um, you're not going to ask me anything because you know I'm going to. I'll tell you whether you want to hear it or not. I'll tell you. But see, a lot of people just just happen to be listening. And, you know, you change your audience, what, every 15 minutes on the radio? Isn't that what the, they say? 
it, it changes listenership, you know, about every 15 minutes. I mean, people are already scatterbrained to, to begin with, so. Right. The uh-huh. real dedicated people are just going to stick around. Now, here's what I do not do, and it, this is so unprofessional. I didn't uh, say thank you, Chris Wooten, for the uh, sponsorship. Our sponsor, proudly, he said, is uh, the Wooten Financial Group. And uh, we just want to say thank you so much for sticking with us and being there for us. I, Chris is great. And he was on the show just a couple of weeks ago. So if you want to uh, search him on the Cindy Cochran Show page or at uh, Lone Star Community Radio, IR Lone Star Community Radio, you can do that. Yeah. And you'll get all of those interviews that you may have missed and binge you can binge you can binge we have over 200 videos right i think we have too many yeah we have so many and you better let me know if you ever decide you know like we i gotta clean this out and i'm gonna start you know kicking them off the cloud or something like that you'll let me know right yeah sure so i can save them and we'll get all these reports from youtube about how you broke their rules practices and standards or whatever they like to call them these days Boo-hoo. Uh, I know. I have been... I'm surprised you haven't claimed, like, oh, they're they're blacklisting me because I said COVID. <laughs> no. Or whatever people are complaining about today. It's like, they're silencing me. No, they have... I, I think... Um, no, I've never been blacklisted. They've never said... That. They did... Uh, they said that um, Steve Stolyer, Stolyer, the guy that wrote was writing uh, Raised Eyebrows, and we did an interview with him. Okay. And I, they told me that uh, they had to take me down because they were investigating whether th- things I said about what I said about him in the interview was correct or not. You never and know. See, here's the thing. He was in the middle of negotiations with doing this movie, and he and he had told me there's some things I can't talk about, and I can't. I can't mention this, and I can't mention that. And I think I, I stayed with it, unless it was the day before I was saying, hey, guess what's going to happen? And I gave away something that was not supposed to be talked about. But he was in negotiations. I remember him telling me that. And there's some things like... Oh, he's the musician, right? No, no, he's he's an author. Okay. He's the one that lived with uh, Groucho Marx and wrote okay. his biography that and happens. is doing a movie about him. So, People are really sensitive about their material. Yes. Especially it hasn't been released yet. So maybe you shouldn't have talked about it. And if, don't ever tell me that. Don't ever say to me right before I go on the air. Oh, yeah, please don't mention, because that's the first thing that will come out of my mouth. It's terrible. But, um, you know, what I do not do during the show, this one-hour show, I'm not taking breaks. So I don't remember to say we're talking to Mark Hader and Kay Hader from Hanging with the Haters. Periodically, while we're talking, I need to say, uh, just to remind you that we're talking to the haters. Mark hater, yeah. Yeah, and I don't do that. You don't do that at all, huh? You don't do that at all. No, I know. I, I start talking to them, and I, and I think they're seeing their names, and there's, you know, if they're watching this, but if they're just listening to it on yeah. the radio or the podcast, it's, uh, it's they they won't know, and so I'm not yeah. doing that very well. So if you want to interject any time and say, Cindy, who are we talking to today? Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I forget to mention even your name. So I'm trying to say that at the end, like, thank you for Richard Schishler, who's uh, 
The- well, I do have somebody uh, wrote in our buddy Andrew, who's like a life is is a, is a listener. He's- he asks he asks, do you collect anything? Do I collect? Yeah, anything? you. Cindy. Yes, comic books. Do you really collect comic books? Yeah. How long have you been collecting comic books? Uh, all my life. Really? Do you do like read. do you do all the little sleeves and the hard cases for expensive ones, or is it more of like, oh, I just like reading them? Yeah, they're just. Yeah, I just like reading. They're in boxes. There's some boxes. I, I bet I have the largest uh, collection of Archie comic books, Little Lulu, uh, and. And, okay, this is going to be. You ever heard? I think it's called a TV show that it's been around for the past like five, ten years called Rivendale. Yes. Have yeah. you heard of it? See, I had no idea that had something to do with Archie. You did. I had no idea, <laughs> and I I remember like walking in and like some person I knew loved it, and I was like, this these names sound really familiar. Like, what is this? Because. Well, it, it it was certainly. I never seen it. Like besides that one time, I had yeah. no interest. After I've like when I realized, oh, it had something to do with Archie Comics, but not Archie Comics. No, no, it wasn't. Boy, did they? They went for it. Deviate. <laughs> they really did. I mean, it was funny because I I've read it all my life, and all of a sudden it says, uh, uh, "Coming soon, the new Archie Comics," and uh, getting them up to date. They wanted to get them up to speed. They wanted to make. Jughead gay or something and they had so many different things going on yeah. in the storyline that has never been there before. That reminded me of uh reminds me of Ted Lasso. I, I love know, Ted I, Lasso. I watched the third season not too long ago and I was like, Did I miss something? I felt like I missed like several seasons and then I was like because I was going with it, but I was like, This is kind of strange, but okay, whatever. Well, Ted Lasso is they have a new season, like a third season. I'm, I'm yeah. I guess I only watched the first two. Yeah, I, they have a third, like the final season. It's a final uh, season, and I guess they had all these stories they wanted to do with these characters, and they're yeah. going like, "Well, we only get twelve episodes, so we better fill it in as much as possible." Oh but, man! But, well, they well, I I hate it when they went, they got off of Ted and talked about his partner, his his friend, or something. Then they started doing more of a story on. On him, on the partner. Well, I think they try to do stories on everybody. Yeah, but wasn't as interesting without Ted in there. He was so he's so good. He's really good. Well, and they also fun. do that because of for production costs. Ah. So that way they don't have to pay Ted Lasso all the money because he's in every single episode. Because he wasn't like time. every scene, every scene. So. And um. And that's well, that's why. That's why I loved uh, watching the X Files. Because uh, Scully and Mulder, for like the first three seasons, were like inseparable. Right. And then I guess it. they had like renegotiations <laughs> or negotiations for their contracts uh-huh. or something. So half the season, there's Scully. And then the other <laughs> half, there's Mulder. And you're like, man, what, what's going on here? That is, that's so funny. Because you're, you're right. And you, and as if you're watching and you, and we, when you watch these series, you yeah. watch this with such like, intensity and you know what's going on. And uh, then all of a sudden, wait a minute, that's not that's not supposed to happen, or it's it's not doesn't look like it's following the storyline. But I'll tell you, I have found the perfect series for me, and and it's they've got so many different. Uh, I always go to sleep before that's over, but uh, they I'm trying to binge watch them, and I I'm bad at binging. It's us, except with food, I, I cannot do 
television show because I, I get tired of it. But it is so good. It is called Only Murders in the Building. Oh, that's a great show. You've watched it? Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's so funny. It really, I mean, and Martin Short is, could not be better cast than he is. But uh, Steve Martin is weird because Steve Martin is so serious in this one. But it's it's so it's so it's good. It's a fun show. Selena Gomez. It's a fun show. I don't understand her being in it though. Well, they needed someone young. Yeah, but she to counter the old people. I know. I thought she's all right. What are you talking about? I just thought she should be. She could have been better cast. You want someone? Hot, you want someone hotter? No. Yeah. No, no, but but she looks like she's gained a lot of weight. And then she'll have scenes where she doesn't look. So I don't know how they. How, how much you want to bet? She's got a medical condition, and you're just totally ro- like just rolling over. Oh, that her. would be yeah. That would be really mean. But just like I bet you go up to a lot of women and say, "Are you pregnant? Like how's how far along are you?" I, I, bet, you, I bet you do that all the time. Ever say that? Especially in your Kroger shopping mart over here. Well, maybe once or twice. I've, no, I've never said that. Where they go like, you, "No, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. I'm just fat." Well, you know, you, you can you're, you're still able to get pregnant. You're 74, right? Yeah, and that lady had the uh, twins. <laughs> you, you can still do it. Yeah, you really. That's messed up my mind so bad. Why I love you it. said that? I love it. Yikes! I just couldn't. I, I'd love to know. Like, I, I want to know. Well, that's one of those things. What was so, it like when she went home, and how has it been since then? I mean, and, that's a dedicated mother right there. Um, the grandmother who had. Twins, great. She probably was a great grandmother. Yeah. I'm not a great grandmother yet, though. Nobody's, uh, and I hope it's going to be a while. Oh, there's no oopsies coming along your way. What? No oopsies. No, no. Well, I mean, everyone's sterile from eating McDonald's when they're growing up. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. That is so. That is so true. That's what I think I love about like the way we're, we're progressing as a society. That's so fast. It's like, oops, because like for example, like remember you were around when cigarettes were just everywhere, 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 everywhere. and then I didn't realize like just how much they were involved in the wars, and just yeah, just they're like everyone smoked cigarettes. Camel was sending all those yeah, and, and you're going like, oh, oops, we we've been giving people can like we, we've given like three generations <laughs> right. cancer, and then I wonder what the next one's gonna be. It's yeah. got to be something where it's like. Uh, let's see. What it's got to be like be? the protein powders or whatever it's going to be. Oh, oh yeah. You know, because so many people are the doing energy drinks. Yeah, you just energy, wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, there's rotting your stomach right now. <sighs> I mean, there's so much Cause of I, the caffeine I, there, there's in There's this there. guy I know, and that's all he drinks. And it really weirds me out. I don't know why it weirded me out when he told me that he's like, yeah, I drink like three of these a day. Yikes. And I was like, wait, wait, do you go to like Costco to buy them then? If you're drinking three of them a day? Because <laughs> when I see like a Monster Energy drink, I think of like gas stations. Yeah. So it's like you're going to the right. gas station and spending like $10 on every day on, you know, people <laughs> to say Starbucks is expensive like that. I, I can't believe I can't believe you. Starbucks. Starbucks is just, it's crazy. And, and, uh, and I'm not, I'm not completely judging the guy. I Maybe mean, that's what he wants to do, but it's just more of like, where do you get all those then? Like, how does that work? Do you just order it from Sam's and just get it by the pallet? <laughs> or, by the pallet. Like, can you imagine spending like $300 on monster energy drinks? We, we drink way too many. Like, you it, drink we Coke. Drink, I know you drink Coke. We drink Coke Zero. Same thing. 
It's no, all the same thing. No, but there's no sugar in it. It's, there's okay. absolutely no sugar. I don't know what else different, they It's a there. different hose, but same source. We get it. But it's just too many. Too, I mean, way too many. We have to, we're supposed to be, we're on a burn ban right now in Montgomery County. So. Are you serious? Is it hot? Yeah. I know you never go outside, and that's why no, you I do. don't know what's well, going on. Of course, we're on a burn ban. No, but um, but we live on acreage, so it's it's very important that we don't burn anything because we could start a forest fire like really quick. Yeah, and it would be horrible. It's just we're we're kind of lucky that it's not as windy. It is today, though. <gasps> oh my goodness! I woke up, I walked outside, and it was almost like fall. It was it. It had that feeling. I mean, I walk out there and we have wind blowing uh, where we live a lot. and But it was like a sauna wind. This was like a touch of fall in the air. It was just it it was was amazing. It was kind of nice, wasn't it? I don't know what the degrees was, but it was just, it was agreeable. It was great. And um, so I'm hoping that lasts. I don't know whether God's teasing us or what. He's saying like, okay, just hang on. It's going to. It'll all be over. But he's just dying out. All the de- grass is dead now. And and Sam Samuel's loving that because he was, he's was he been put in charge of mowing the lawn. That It's like five acres. He's got to mow five, five acres. And he'll, uh, But he's, he's doing... He, he, he probably learned great. that he needs to wake up at like 5 a.m. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what's going to happen. Tomorrow they start school. Tomorrow starts school in uh, Willis... I don't know if it's already going on. In I, th- I think Montgomery Conroe. started already. It is? Okay. And then uh, Conroe started on th- last Thursday. Conroe started last Thursday? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, why are we so... That's weird. But... Um, Who cares? I'm, gl- I'm so glad. And I'm, uh, I told them, I said, okay, what do y'all need for school? And they go, <laughs> we have computers and that's all we Tissues. need. Tissues. We don't, yeah, that's right. For that's, and I, the and teacher's depression when she has to go cry <laughs> in the bathroom and deal with your kids. At least if they don't sleep during class, that would be good. You know, I told you Cindy has a recording of her teacher snoring in her class. That doesn't surprise me. Because <laughs> all those late nights, she probably has to work two jobs. Yes, and she's an older lady. She's probably my age, and they they she can, might can't be believe. Huh? And she could be pregnant. She could be pregnant. <sighs> Richard. Listen. So anyway, we're we're in a burn ban. Okay. And then we find out like uh maybe four days ago, Sam said, Okay, we've just been issued a uh, a warning. We have to take anything that is not important for us to be using electricity with. Like you can't uh Wash, dry your clothes. You can't be using just any kind of uh, of device that's a, that's going to be drawing a lot of electricity because of the grid. And we're in a brownout. I see. I never got from anything. Three to I seven. Never, did you get a text or was it a? Got a text from Entergy. yeah from Entergy. Yeah, and if you don't know that, then you're the one that's going to cause us to have to go down. <laughs> go down. But that's so between three and seven. You can't do these things. No, don't use your a lot of water. Yeah, don't flush. No, it, you can flush. It's, that's okay. But uh, it everyone's going to ignore that anyway. So, well, 
I, I really tried to keep all the lights off and open up the blinds and let that be the light. But the problem is it's so hot outside. When you open up the blinds, it makes it hotter inside, too. Yeah. So that's, but you have to put your AC on 72. That's not that bad. What do you put yours on? 72. You do? Okay. Well, uh, anyway, so that was weird because I only thought that was happening up north. That they had brownouts, but we're gonna, we're having that now. It so, doesn't surprise I don't know me. How though. long it's gonna I last? Mean, it's gonna get hotter. It can't get hotter. It's just no way it can get any hotter. Yeah, we're, we're only at the, the end mid- of August. We're gonna start. We're in the middle. We're right in the middle. Okay. Well, I mean, it's only a couple of weeks, and then we'll go into September, and then it'll still be. Hot. I mean, it'll still be ninety degrees in October. Watch. Well, look, I re- I remember how many Christmases I, as a kid. We had, we were using the air conditioner to be cool because it was hot. So all these things like the climate change thing is is uh, this is the hottest it's ever been on record. It's never been. I don't believe that. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't scare me. And does it scare you when they talk about what's going on? I mean, anything's possible. Yes, that's so. true. I'm not really going to make a comment about it. Okay. All right. You just got to roll with the punches, Cindy. Or roll with the tidal waves or whatever's going to destroy us. Uh, destroy <laughs> us. But I'm. you're not afraid of dying, though, are you? No. Mm, neither am I. I don't, what makes people, some people just deathly afraid of, of dying, and then some people that just, you know, it's like if I die. Well, I think I die. it's. I think it might be something that internally failure really can bring people to depression, mm-hmm. and that depression can cause like, oh, I, I haven't done anything. I don't want to die. I haven't still haven't done X Y Z. So I can see that. Yeah. Well, I'd love to see great grandchildren, but I don't think I am. But when you start, inv- okay. when you start involving like religious aspects of it, it gets even crazier. No, 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 no. I think I think if you have a strong faith and you well, certain that depends on what religion you. it is. What depends on what religion it is. Well, I mean, if you like, I, I imagine certain jihadists aren't afraid of dying, but they're they're looking for the virgins that they're <laughs> yeah. going to have later on. But I don't think that's right. I don't think. I think that's what they. I, I, I think they're going to go. I enjoyed growing up in uh, different denominations of friends when it came to the Christianity and like. Like we grew up in a uh, we grew up Presbyterian, and I think if I remember correctly, their belief is like you you baptize them as a baby. So like, and I remember asking questions in Sunday school. I was like, "What happens if you give birth, but the baby dies between birth and like you know baptism?" Like, oh, I bet they loved you for that. And uh, <laughs> they didn't really give me an answer that you know made me understand it even mm-hmm. any more than I did before I asked it. Well, they, and then you have some people who don't believe they should baptize people as a baby. They believe it should be like a, a choice. A choice, right. So that's what, I that's what the Church of Christ people believe. Yeah. I had friends who went to the Church of Christ. So that amazed me because I was like, so if we all got in the lineup, I'm the odd man out because I was baptized as a baby. So how does that even work? You but, were? You were? Yeah, I told you. I grew up Presbyterian. Oh, that's right. You grew up Presbyterian. Then you went to Church of Christ Because, like, when my buddies would invite me to their baptism, I thought it was really weird. I was like, okay, cool. Like, are we having a party? Or, like, how does this work? <laughs> what and, are you going to uh, wear? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the, the Jewish folks. When they do the snip-snip for the boy, it's like a party. It's like a huge yeah. thing. And if they don't get snipped, they're like, 
they don't belong. <laughs> I always wondered that. I was like, what happens if the doctor gets sick and then like he just never gets gets to the point where he gets snip snipped? Oh, oh, when they did that to Chad, it was just like I didn't want I didn't want to hurt to hurt him. And they said he's uh, not going to remember it. Believe me, he uh, won't remember it. No. But yeah, no, I think those kind of things make me make me laugh, and it's just kind of like, why would you? At the end of the day, why are you afraid? But who's going to do the biggest oops? Is probably the jihadists that say, "I'm going to no, get I think my life." That's whatever, and then I'm going to go oops at the end when they when they get. I think it's cool. Whatever, they, whatever you want to do, man, make whatever makes you happy. <laughs> okay, yeah, whatever makes you happy, just do whatever. I mean, that's look at Los Angeles and look at all the. The cities now that uh, have, I, I guess they've indoctrinated the kids. Like, you're not going to get, you're not going to go to jail. Nobody's going to arrest you. So go do whatever you want to do and bring me back a, a purse. Uh, I don't know. That, I, I just can't I've never really been there, so I have no the idea. The smash and grab culture. That just, uh, if I was in the store, this is what scares me is so, if I was in the store, I'm afraid then I might stick my foot out to trip the guy running with the st- bag of stuff, yeah. and I'm afraid that I would get involved. And well, I always, I always wondered the the mindset. Like you know, you'd see the rioters or whatever, and they're stealing TVs and things yeah. like that. It's like five <laughs> years later, they're like, "Man, remember that time we stole this TV? That was cool." And then it's just like. <laughs> What did you sell? Your, they try and sell it. You know, they tr- it's supposed to be they try and sell it after. Maybe, that's maybe how they, they wanted a TV. Money. I mean, I think I think it's they're building. Uh, there's a I storage think, house for maybe. all the things I mean, that they do. And no, you're giving them too much credit. This isn't I mean, this isn't like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie no, where all the kids are stealing everything and putting yeah, it in the warehouse. But you don't think there's what if there's a a mob boss that's saying you know what. You go out and you oh, get this and you bring it. it back to us. I don't doubt it. Because they're going and getting diamonds and all that yeah. stuff. So somebody's making money off of it. I mean, Houston's never really had a riot, from what I understood, like the history of Houston. I don't, I don't remember that being a problem. I think they killed somebody. The cops did. And they were like, oh, don't riot here because they'll just kill you. I don't know. but they. That they was, I think that was in the 70s. I want to say that was in the 70s. I went to the convention of George Bush uh, Senior. Oh, in the 90s, like the early 90s. In the 90s, and they um, they were expecting a large uh, gay crowd that was going to uh, riot because yeah. of of things he had said or things that they felt like he he believed in or the okay. Republicans in general. And so it was. We walked up, and they had all these troopers that were on horses, and and it was amazing. It was like you don't even think about it. Don't even think about getting even close to this convention. It was a convention that they had in uh, Houston for them. And we got to, um, we were shooting for Warner. And so we got to get really up close to see what was going on. And, um, and it was when he said, read my lips, no new taxes. The famous line. So, um, sorry, I didn't mean to get into one of my stories. I mean, one of my... Well, it didn't end in on the riot. Illustration. But but they tried to riot. They tried to, but it, it was shut down so fast that I thought that's the way they need to do things like that. You don't even think about trying to do that. Imagine somebody trying to, you know, they were going to 
get in the streets of Conroe, of Conroe's downtown, and write about something. How long do you think that would last? Oh, all of like a minute. Yeah. Not even. Don't even think about it. That's why it's so, that's why it feels really safe in the Montgomery County, you know. And whenever anything does happen, if you get hurt or you are in a wreck or your house is on fire. Well, I mean, think about what that, the, everybody's the county there. judge, the county judge has that sign over there in the woodlands. I think it's on Kirkendall. Have you seen it? No. What it says that? we prosecute. No, you never seen it. It's a billboard. It's like a big billboard when you're driving into town. It's like we prosecute to like the full extent of the law in Montgomery County. <laughs> that's so. That's really that's funny to great. be like because he he was in here talking about because I've seen it and how I asked him. I was like, "Why'd you do that?" He's like, "Well, we just gotta let him know. You gotta let him know. <laughs> just gotta let him know." <laughs> I go, "That's I guess that's true." Before you break into my house, just consider this. Um, do I y'all just, have the ring thing? Do y'all have the where you see who's coming? I'm not talking about what's in my house or outside my house with you. That's private information, Cindy. No, I'm asking you. Do you have the ring thing? To, I'm not to telling. I'm not house? saying yes or no. Because you don't want people. In, I don't want people it, known. Oh, okay. Well, then I, I was going to tell them I that mean, you I'm lived. A, in, I'm a celebrity, so people climb my fence all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, if I built a fence around my house. I would put there was some place we went to and at the top of the the top of the of uh, the wall it was broken glass was in the concrete the sticking up around the whole thing. So I like if, that, yeah, for the birds. It, yeah, for the birds, the broken glass. No, so you don't want No, it might have been for the birds. You know that, right? No. No, you don't want people climbing Yeah, over you your could wall. I mean, but you say it's for the birds. Oh, that's why you. Oh, you, come on! You, you know that's not like all the trick in the book. Oh, okay, I no because the bird poop, you know, disintegrates the wall, <laughs> and so that's why you put sharp glass. Duh! It's not for the people that are climbing. Okay, I got it. So, Bob wire. Uh, we, not really. It has to be sharp glass pointed up. Okay, so it'll catch the poop. Is it? Well, no, because they, they can't just put their feet down. They they uh, won't they won't land on it because. Okay. Like if you go to certain churches, they'll have the same thing. Churches will? Yeah, it's little barbs. See? That's... But th- those are really for the birds, though. What I don't understand is why... I kept thinking as I was growing up that about people coming in and stealing your car. Is that why can't we set the car to uh, electrocute the person if they touch it whenever you're gone from the car? Why can't you set off an alarm that would electrocute the person? And that would stop the, that would stop the thieves. Don't you think? Is that a little I don't too really violent? Know. I don't really know. Well, I just it just made me think about how you keep people from stealing your car. That would be. A well, good I think idea. everyone's kind of like it was weird about that, that question, or how you how they would feel. I feel like there's a lot more people who would like people to steal their car. Because in their mind, like, oh, insurance will give me a new one. That's true. I, so, I did used to leave my windows down. and So I think that's why people don't really care about hurting other people stealing their car because it's kind of like they probably would leave the keys in the car because they want them to steal it. <laughs> yeah, I told you that story about the... Except John Wick. He'll get pissed if you steal his car. Well, no. I told you the story about I had the keys in the car 
but there was no gas and there was no gas. And the thief comes up during the night and hot wires it because they don't see the key sticking out. So they hot wire it and they start pushing it to get it out of the driveway and then get in it and they go about two or three feet and they, it stops because there's no gas in it. And um, can you imagine how embarrassing that was? They, they would, but it, we, it was just funny to me. See, that's Cindy's car. I, don't, I never have enough gas in it. I don't keep, you know, my dad always said, look, you, always get, you have to keep a half a tank all the time. And, and what I go by is what it says, range left. You've got three miles left before you run out of gas. Did your car do that? No. It gives you a range of how, how yeah, much? Yeah, 50 miles How usually. far you can go now. But it's not really 50 miles. It's always like, just get gas. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm too lazy. Yeah. Okay, uh, Andrew hot. did let us, he sent us an article, 51 years later, remembering Joe Campos Torres' death by HPD officers that sparked Moody Park riots. Thank you, Andrew. You're so good. See? Like, I just remember, I remember that, 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 let's see, because that article was written in 1977. Okay. But I just, I, because my, uh, my uncle was a police officer then, and I remember him saying something about, like, Houston police have a certain, I forget what it was, it wasn't like a, a secret, but it was like an understood, unwritten rule, like, they don't deal with riots. Right. Like, not saying they let it happen. He's like, no, we're just not going to have that those today. I love that. And I don't know if that's like a Texas thing or if that's just an HPD thing, but apparently that's like an unwritten rule. I mean, if you want to protest, it's peaceful protest. It's not you going and uh, and hurt people. Just ask Donald Trump, what is a riot? What's a riot and what's a peaceful protest you know what's unfortunately for that guy i was thinking about this the other day because i think they just indicted him in georgia it was that yesterday right uh-huh. and i was thinking i was like that guy for the rest of his life has to answer the most ridiculous questions it's just, i mean it's kind of like why don't you just retire bro like like you don't have to deal with any of this just go away yeah you have so much money but it's it's like uh well, I think he just likes the grift. I All think the he polls, loves yeah. the grift. Sure, yeah, I think. Because some so people too. like that. Like that's when you learn. Like I learned the other day that "Catch Me If You Can." Mm-hmm. Apparently, that guy made up. Ironically, the con artist made up majority of the cons in that movie, or like like in the script or in the yeah. book he wrote. Yeah, that's. I, I love that. So movie. that was really funny. That was a twist ending yeah. I didn't expect. Like. That was... That's egg on your face, Steven Spielberg. Right. And then did you hear about that guy from the blind side? Yes. So that's even... Like, again, it's just like, wait, okay. But, but... I still don't understand. I still don't understand that story. No, the family explained the fact that when he found out that he was not really adopted is that he was over 18, so they couldn't adopt him. They could do a... Conservative. Conservativeship on him. And that was... That's what they... Well, they probably didn't discuss it with him. But. Well, not even that. What weirded me out reading the article about this because the timeline didn't really make a lot of sense to me because they didn't make the blind side because he's talking about the he's suing because of the money they made from the blind side right. and stuff. So the movie and the right. books or whatever. 
and all anything that came from the blind side. And I was like, didn't he retire before that movie was made? Oh, like from the uh, NFL, from like the he NFL. was he was in the NFL right. either like while the movie was made or he retired and they made the movie. So I'm thinking know. to myself, did he just never ask, "Hey, where's my money?" And then yeah. like yesterday, he goes, "Oh, you know what? We never got paid for that. Why is that?" And he calls his mom and dad and be like, "Oh, yeah, we didn't pay. We kept it all." Well, the I think the book that was written. Uh, Anyway, they got a royalty of fourteen thousand dollars every per. You know, all people in her family got fourteen thousand dollars, and he didn't. He didn't get fourteen thousand dollars. I don't know if he got if he got that much, or he realized there was a lot more to be had, or whatever. Well, that's it was. what I mean. It, it it's interesting, and that's one thing that didn't make sense to me was the timeline of this football player. I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a second. Okay, I'm gonna look this up. So the movie it came out in two thousand nine. Based off of a book by Mike, based off an author named Michael Lewis. Right. And let's see. So, Michael Ower, let's see. He retired in 2016. So, 2009, the movie was made. He just started playing, he just started playing NFL in 2009. And then he retired in. Yeah, so the movie and him, same year he started the NFL and the movie came out. Okay. Well, you know, they were talking about... Uh, so, and I guess m- today he realized I didn't get paid for it. Well, he was... Now he's bringing up all these lies that the movie told, but it's literary license that it seems like that they took. He said they made it seem like I didn't know anything about football and that they had to teach me about football and that's not true. I was I had been playing, you know, for a long time or something. But um, so he was mad, and now he's uh, they're going to sue the family. So and the family said, you know, we could still consider him part of our family, but uh, you know, even if he's suing us, we don't have any bad feelings toward him or anything like that. But. Some lawyer got a hold of him, and he's now. Well, yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah, so that was a it was a great movie. Oh my goodness, it was such a good movie, and uh, it was okay. That's a shame that it's ended up that way. Because now we'll you can look at it again the same way. Because it's like they all took advantage of him in the end, but they gave him so much. I mean, did they? I mean, he was already like a draft pick. Going into high school, like going into college, like I think he was already a. Yeah, I think it it may it may have been uh, not true. They when they caught up with him, like they it, it was earlier in his career that he was really smart. They just found out how smart he was, and then the way he was built and all that that he was perfect for football. And so I don't know. It was just. That was really a shocker, so I agree. I'm I'm sorry for them for that having to happen to them. It's a shame. Those things happen though. It's okay. Um, all of, everything you see in the movie is not true, you know. Well, I think it's interesting that families get to the point where they sue each other. That's yeah. always that's always strange to me. Like the kids sue the parents, or or, or whatever. 
<coughs> like, can you imagine exactly. this this guy? He's actually my age. All of a sudden, after all these years, he's been retired from the NFL. Was like, you know what? We can. I'm gonna sue my guardians. Because you know, during that whole promotion of that movie, there was probably all bubbly, positive right. conversations going on. Oh, I love them. Yeah. They love me. I love them. They took care of me. I took care of them. Blah, 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 blah. We're so yeah, proud of them. Yeah, they did do interviews. Yeah, we're together. so proud of them and all that kind of stuff. And then now today, it's like, they took money from me. Yeah. They just, uh, the $14,000 is is what his family was saying. That's all they got. It wasn't a big deal. I mean, they didn't make a lot of money off of it. So somebody didn't do that right because I guess Michael Lewis, who wrote the book, they gotten the biggest bulk of it. But yeah, because um, he wrote the story. Yeah, and they had his his biological mom in the court when they went to court to to try and adopt him, and they said you can't do that. It's got to be. A conservatorship, and he—I guess—he just didn't understand what was going on at the time. And but his mom was there, and so that's what I'm saying. It's one of those weird it. things we don't fully understand. But right, it's okay. It's all right. Fine. But I thought I found that story interesting. It was good. I think um, the fact that we only have about five more minutes of the show—is that correct? No, we have like ten more minutes. No, I thought it was. A... It's two forty-one. Oh boy. Okay. All right. So I want to talk about. Tomorrow, we have Tish Henley, who is the, uh, he, she was the private nurse to Ellis Presley from 60, I think it was in the late 60s to 77, till when he died. And, um, and she has some stories to tell. Uh, the uh, interview is a year old from when we talked to her last year. And she was... Uh, she was great. She's just down home, tell it like it is. Uh, we didn't have to bleep anything out. It wasn't that kind of thing. But it was just that she said, she told a story that was so weird to me. She said that her and Elvis, Elvis would always want to try and get away. And she, he, she'd say, uh, there's this really cool, like, this, like a brook or a, I don't know, something that a park it's like at a park and she said i think that you would love this park and you can just relax and and uh it'll be great so they go to this park and uh, and he sees this tree and he goes over and relieves himself on the tree and she said elvis something he said well we're in we're in nature so you know like it's like it's okay to do this and so she he um Every time they would go to this park, he just loved this park, and, and he'd go over there and relieve himself on the tree. And she just couldn't believe he do, he was doing this. This is just so weird. Well, you know, years later, after Elvis had died, uh, her friends come to visit her. They live in Europe, and they're coming, to, and they visit her. And they talk about Elvis. They loved Elvis, and, and she tells them all the stories. And she tells them about this tree in the park, where they would go, and her friend said, "Would you would you show us the would you show us the park, and show us the tree that he did this on?" And they said, "She said, okay, you want to go see it? That's fine." So she takes them to the park, and then she shows them the tree, and uh, they're you know talking and talking about different things and just uh, sitting around this park, and 
the guy goes over and starts peeling the bark off the tree. And she says, what are you doing? He says, well, I just wanted to take the bark off where he had relieved himself. And um, this would be really cool. I mean, I can tell people where this bark came from and what's on this bark. And she goes, that's the grossest thing I've ever, what are you doing? And he took it home with him. So she tells this story and I, um, she said, I wish, El-, you know, like, she's like, wish Elvis was here. I could tell him what, you know, what this guy did. Cause he always thought his fans were so, you know, some of them were just too strange. They just wanted to, wanted things like, you know, he wasn't going to do, he wasn't going to do different things, but he was, um. Uh, they just wanted to be near him. Don Wilson, who is our Elvis connection, said one time that this girl came up and she said, "Can I just touch your arm? Would you let me just? Can I just touch your arm?" And he says, "Okay." And she said, and just rubbed his arm and said, "That's that's the arm that was next to Elvis Presley." And he goes, "Yeah." And he said, "It was you know that kind of notoriety, that kind of adoration that people have for you." Wouldn't you love that? Would you like that, Richard? Do people love you that much? They already they do. Just, oh. Do people try and tear your clothes off and yeah. stuff like that? They do? Ooh. I want to follow you next time you go somewhere. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> um, this is what he wishes it would be. He, that's what he thought would happen when you get into the radio, is that you know, automatically you're going to become a star, a rock star. No, I mean, it's... It's the voice. People like the voice. Oh, Richard, you have got th- that voice that you did. When I called you one time, and I didn't know if I'd gotten the wrong number. Because, okay, say, okay, say, hey, are you okay? Do your voice. No, I'm not going to do it. Do your no. voice. It, it was one of those, hey, are you okay? And I was like, oh, who Because Cindy this? calls me all the time, and I'm, I yeah. have to change it up. It's boring. <laughs> like, I think one time I said, like, what do you want? What? Yeah. That's true. That's usually, then I know it's Richard. And it, you know what it, she started doing recently that I, I get a kick out of is you send me sign language emojis. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know sign language, Cindy. I have no idea what you're saying right now. Everybody knows that. He he said he was going to, I've been trying, I just stayed up going, to I, I just ignore you now because it's like, no. all right, she's just, I'm going to let her, I'm going to let her live over here. She's going to be in her little hamster wheel. You're good. You're good. Just keep spinning. Just keep spinning, Cindy. No, I, I, <laughs> I could not find two interviews that are, are going to be oh. on. Tish Henley is one of them. And Bill Morris is uh, for Thursday. And this is all in homage to Elvis Presley's, um, you know, anniversary of his death. And uh, so we're going to relive these people because you may have missed them last year. You didn't, you couldn't, you didn't know where we were. You just found this show. And so tomorrow, listen in and you can hear Tish Henley, his nurse. And then the next day you'll hear Bill Morris, who is a really good friend of Elvis. And he, he and his wife, uh, he... Elvis and his wife, Bill Morris's wife, went to school together, and that's how he knew Elvis, and they were really good friends. And uh, he was the one who, he, this is so weird to me, he became an officer, and he's the one who arrested the assassin of, of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. And, it, and he talks about what happened because everybody was so angry and so mad and it was outraged that, that this had, had happened 
and they had to get him into the courthouse. And there wasn't an underground thing. They were going to have to take him from the car to the courthouse, and they were so afraid that somebody was going to try and kill him. And uh, what he did to get him in the courthouse was really well, why cool. Are you, why are you ruining it? I'm not. I didn't say. I didn't say what they did. I wanted to bring something up because okay. tomorrow we have our audience of one show at ten o'clock, and we talked about that. You know that popular country song that's going on, or that guy in the the forest. Have you seen this? He's, in the forest? He's like in a forest and he's singing to a microphone. And Yes. So I, I was, yes. you know me, I love, I love conspiracy theories. And I was reading one and basically this guy tracked down this marketing guy who the singer signed on to help him market the, his music. And apparently it's been, it's like a, it's like a campaign. Ah. To get them to get them viral, and it's all these conservatives. Yeah. They're trying to get them viral, and it's like a there was like a push. Oh, and everybody thinks they they, they think found they, him. Yeah. they discovered him. Oh, I'm trying to find it because it was really fun. I was like, oh, I love rabbit holes like this. That's then, oh, that's interesting. But anyway, Bill Morris is is extremely interesting, and he became mayor of Memphis, and the and he was the one who led and the all the motorcycles it led the um hmm, what do you call it when people are going to a funeral and they're going to go to a burial is. site the convoy it's not a convoy but that led all of the uh the cars that took elvis body to uh to his gravesite at uh, graceland and you're trying to get one of his fingernails or something no the last fingernail no no i no no but uh on Fox Nation, they have a, a documentary about is Elvis still alive? And uh, it's this guy that's 88 years old now, be this about the same age. He sings just like Elvis, and people have said this is Elvis, but he will not. He he says everybody's crazy. I'm not Elvis. That's wrong. And so the conspiracy theory is alive and well and so fox nation has this and you might want to check that out i just wanted to let people know since it's august uh and this is a very special time are you reading about it well i'm trying to find uh, yeah i like the rabbit hole i'm already already i'm already on it it's a twitter twitter thing yeah i i love how, how well i, I I, I, no, wait. Now, now you see, every time I get started on something... Well, and, just ignore me. I'm not even paying attention to you. And and Richard has to interject this, but I was ta- I was going to talk about how sweet you were. So you found these two interviews for me. Yeah, I did. It was really easy. <laughs> <laughs> it made me look like a stupid person. But, well, you uh, know, because that, that's one thing... I, well, that's one thing I love with us talking all the time is there's been there has been several moments where I have to take about three steps back and go, is she even talking about, like, where did you search for it? Because it could be anything. When you say, hey, I searched for it, I couldn't find it. I, I In my mind, I'm like, oh, she searched, you know, your YouTube channel. But then again, I'm like, no, so this is Cindy we're talking about. She's probably searching, you know, her phone. It, That's it was. That's probably on, like, she's <laughs> looking at text messages or something, thinking it's YouTube. And I'm like, okay, Cindy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Um, anyway, I could not find it. I went like it was two o'clock in the morning. I'm still looking for this thing. Yeah. And, and, and Richard looking, is giving me this deadline. Well, and it's probably no, when, you're probably looking on Facebook when you weren't on Facebook in 2017 or whatever it was. And then you're 
didn't even connect. That is so. Tr- that's yeah, so I know. True. I know you. <laughs> I know so what's true. going on. So anyway, uh, I I texted him and said, "Okay, I, I can't I can't be there Wednesday and Thursday, but these are the two interviews I want to do for the Elvis you know week." And um, and Richard said, "You know, I said, can, do you think you can find him?" He said, "Sure." Yeah, I found I, him. Like, you know, that's a great story. Uh, we got to go. Wait. So I said, "Bless you," and then I did the emoji, the "I love you" sign. Bless you. I love you for doing that for me. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. Did you not know that meant I love you? Well, I do those things because I love you too. Oh. Actions speak louder than words. What do you do? I sign it. You just cause problems. Uh, that's that's not true. But and you I'm love here to anyway, clean them up. But you love me anyway. Yeah. So, so sweet. <laughs> Let's go. All right. All right. Thank you so much, first responders. We love you. We admire you. We respect you. Thank you so much for what you do, all first responders. Okay. Love you. See ya. Oh, no, I won't see you tomorrow. But listen in and listen to Tish Henley, the, the nurse of Elvis Presley. Or you can just go on the YouTube channel and watch it right now. I mean, I don't really get it, but... Shh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Every week, people ask the same two questions. Are they ready to retire? Will their savings last for their lifetimes? Hi, this is Chris Wooten with Wooten Financial Group. Our firm has been in Montgomery County for decades, but the hopes and dreams of the people we serve never change. We help answer these two questions and many more that people have about their uncertain financial future. We have a simple introductory client experience that allows us to get to know the client and includes a few meetings for the client to kick the tires at no charge. We provide a concise, one-page summary that helps the client get a better handle on which questions are the right questions for them. To learn more about Wooten Financial Group's process of helping their clients to a clearer financial future and to see their contact information, visit Cindy Cochran's show page on IRLoneStar.com forward slash TCCS. Wooten Financial Group is a proud sponsor of the Cindy Cochran Show. Wooten Financial Group is available by phone at 936-449-5952 or visit them on the web at www.wootenfinancial.com. That's www dot w-o-o-t-t-o-n financial.com this program is sponsored by the wooten financial group it is not the intent of wooten financial group to render or offer personalized investment advice or financial planning advice through this radio program or any related website wooten financial group's participation in this program is limited to providing general information on financial matters and should not be construed as financial recommendation or investment advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Game Plan Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission and the State of Texas. Insurance services are offered through Wooten Financial Group, Inc. Game Plan Advisors and Wooten Financial Group, Inc. are affiliated through common ownership and neither firm is affiliated with The Cindy Cochran Show. No listener should assume that any information presented and or made available on this program serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized individual advice from Game Plan Advisors, Wooten Financial Group, or any of their representatives. 